Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Angela Ross. Here is a bit about Angela. Angela is a former broadcast journalist, a multiple award-winning communications pro, and founder and host of SoCal Voices podcast featuring candid conversations, exploring news, culture, and politics that impact Southern Californians. SoCal Voices features guests from all walks of life who are doing dynamic, positive things that help enhance life and community. And today we're going to talk about following your passion. And if you don't have a passion, finding your passion. So without further ado, please welcome Angela Ross to GEMS Podcast. Good morning. Hello. Thank you. Really delighted to be here with you, Genesis. Likewise. And I'm so glad that I'm going to hear something from another perspective, Angela. But before we jump into this segment, I want to know a fun fact about you or an interesting fact that obviously my community doesn't know and maybe some of your followers don't know about you. Hmm, Fun fact, 9,000 years ago, uh, I was uh, doing some, some work in uh, music. I'm actually a published lyricist. So that's something that a lot of people don't know about me because I was doing that when I was very, very young. And uh, I'm not as young as that anymore. So that's something people don't usually know about me. That is a cool and fun fact. So what made you um, get into being a public lyricist back then? And do you have any bars you want to drop? <laughs> no, I don't, want, I don't want to drop any bars. <laughs> No, uh, I have a family member who uh, is uh, a musician and in, in entertainment, and we did some stuff together many, many years ago. Uh, she invited me to work with her, and uh, that that was fun. And I just uh, that lasted for the time that it lasted, and then I moved on to do other things. That that's one of the things about me. I have a lot of different interests, and so uh, I, I have moved through a lot of spaces through my career. Mm, beautiful and it's always good when you could collaborate especially you know take your skills and partner them with someone else's skills you see Mm -hmm. so many beautiful things that are created so with you being a multiple award-winning communications pro how does that feel and what does it mean to you it just uh gives me a, a sense that I, I, it's one of those things where you know what you're doing, you know, when your peers in an industry say that, oh, you're the one who did this really well, you're the one who did this um, excellently, um, that's just very validating, and um, it lets me know that uh, uh, the path that I took and the, the uh, passion I pursued was the right one, because I've been able to make a mark and, and give some gifts and And um, it's just really very rewarding and exciting. Did you have any um, influence or people that left an imprint on you to go into the communication space growing up? Yeah, I think uh, when I was growing up, um, you know, there were not a lot of African-Americans in broadcasting and news. 
And uh, so when the, when you did see a face or or, or found out that somebody uh, was was black, it was like, whoa! I I really need to pay attention to this. You know, who is that, right? And um, in Los Angeles, uh, growing up, I used to well, my family, you know, obviously my parents were were watching news, and there was. Uh, um, a woman who was broadcasting on, I believe it was the CBS affiliate. Um, and then more and more, I used to see uh, people and um, I, I just thought, wow, I, I think that the, what they're doing is really powerful. There's not a lot of us in this space. And this is something that um, I think I would be good at and want to do because I always had a love of words. It's all about communication, right? So I always had a love of words. I always liked writing. I always liked speaking. And it just seemed like a natural path uh, for me to take. And people would tell me when I was in school, hey, you know, you, you sound like somebody who should be on the radio or you sound like somebody who should be on TV. So it's something that stayed with me. And um, I continued to pursue it um, through college and beyond. That is incredible because sometimes whenever you see somebody doing something and it interests you, sometimes people never act on their interests. And I believe when people don't act on their interests, their passion dies inside of them because maybe they're too afraid to ignite it. And I think we need to encourage more people to really tap into their passion because your passion can be tied to your purpose or it can coincide with your purpose. What are your thoughts around that, Angela? You're absolutely right. Um, I think a lot of people allow their dreams to be tempered and to, to be set aside, often because of what other people say, right? Um, well, you shouldn't be doing that, you should be doing this. And um, as long as you're willing to, to, to own what it is you wanna pursue, um, that you're willing to deal with the consequences of your choices or maybe delay some gratification that you think you should have because you're pursuing a passion, then um, you should go ahead and do it. Because we hear all the time about people who are uh, pursuing things because someone said they should, or that's the conventional wisdom in society, or that's the choice they should make. And a lot of these folks are unhappy. I mean, we've seen right now just in, in the space of of COVID, a lot of people leaving their jobs. It's this, this mass uh, you know, resignation uh, phenomenon that we're seeing. A lot of people, I think, just took a look at their lives during the pandemic and just said, okay, I need to reevaluate my values, what I'm pursuing, what I'm spending my time doing, do I need to make some changes? But other people just said, you know what? I'm not getting enough money to do what I do or this environment is not happy. Uh, I'm not satisfied and I need to go find more meaning and more purpose and they're pursuing that. So I think there is tremendous value uh, in pursuing your passion. Um, you can talk about the fact that there's uh, some, some data that shows that there are very real health effects uh, on people when they uh, are constantly going towards something that is not aligned with who they are and how they feel and what they really wanna do in the world. So I really think it's important for people to, to get in touch with what is meaningful for you and to find your tribe, find that support group, uh, whoever that is, sometimes it's in your family, sometimes it's not. Sometimes your family is probably not the support uh, uh, available that you need. You need to find it and, and pursue that and get with people who will lift you up and um, help you get your uh, to the goal that, that you're trying to reach. 
Absolutely. And I, I definitely commend um, people for, you know, realizing their worth and switching gears because the pandemic, you know, it either woke you up or it allowed you to stay woke because Mm -hmm. the great resignation, that's when a lot of people left because they got so comfortable being able to be at home as well as balance their home life and their work life. And when they were forced to go back to an office setting, they're like, no, I've been working from home all this time. I could telecommute. I get my job done. I don't have to take a vacation day to take a child to the doctor. That's not a vacation. I know when someone, when they told me to take a vacation day, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not taking a vacation day to go to the dentist that's not a vacation. I'm not taking a vacation to do that. And I feel like um, for people who are trying to really find their passion, they have to tune out the noise and look within, do the internal work. Because if you don't know who you are, what your morals are, what your values are, you could easily be swayed by social media, by family members, and by friends. And before you know it, you're five, 10, 20, 30 years into doing something that does not complete you or make you um, feel whole, similar to what you just mentioned, Angela. So I want to throw a personal question here. When was it that you found out what your life's purpose was? And did you tie it with your passion? Wow, that is a really, really good question. Um, I think I knew by the time I got into college, uh, that I had this affinity for communications. But uh, while I was in school, I was studying more uh, theory because I was at a research institution, UCSD. I, you know, I had friends who went to San Diego State. We used to say, oh, they're, they're party school. You know, They're going to teach you how to do what you actually need to do. And everybody at UC was like, well, we're going to learn how to think and we're going to be your boss, right? So it was, it was really kind of, kind of a fun, funny thing. But it was, it was in college when I, when I figured out that that uh, was my calling. Communications was my calling. And that's what I wanted to do. But I didn't really get... Uh, dialed into broadcast journalism and really wanting to do news until I got out of college and then um, a few years later decided to go to grad school. And uh, that's where I really honed in on uh, broadcast journalism and really getting into that that side of things, that side of communications. So more of the practicing of, of that rather than just the the theory and, and, and the research around it. So, so that's when it happened. And that's when I started um, uh, working in, in, in radio and, and continued to do that for several years until I shifted gears. And this is the other thing I want people to realize that sometimes you can be really strong and passionate in something, but then you find out there are more arms to it than the thing that you're in at the moment. And sometimes life changes happen and you, you need to make some shifts and that's okay. And for me, I found out that I needed to make a shift from um, being behind the mic in radio at that point in my life and, and gravitating more towards um, government corporate communications. If there are businesses and entities that need someone with that expertise on the other side so that you can help navigate Uh, some of the public relations stuff, or that you can help people 
learn and understand more about a service that is being provided, that kind of thing. So I have spanned uh, not only broadcast journalism, but I have been in local government, I've been in regional government, I've been in healthcare, I've been in transportation, all doing the communications thing. So um, I think it's important for people to realize that um, you can be down one track and stay in there forever. You know, people who've been in a certain line of work for you know, 20, 30, 40 years, but there are other elements of that work that you can tap into. And I think that that's okay. If you've got talent and ability to shift like that, I think you ought to put your toe in the water and, and see what happens. It certainly has been very uh, fruitful for me. And now I'm at a point in my life where I'm kind of circling back, right? But um, not in the traditional you know, radio station or television station sense. Now it's more passion. You know, I can start a podcast. The advent of technology makes it possible for us to be in this space and we can do our own thing, call our own shots and uh, have it run like we want to run it. And um, that is really powerful and really exciting. And I love the fact that I get to meet so many people and talk to great people like you. Um, you know, I, my, one of my, my mottos is never stop learning. And you're always going to learn something beautiful when you open your heart and open your mind and talk with people and listen to people. That, that's a beautiful thing. And so I'm having a blast right now. It's great. I love that you found it in college, but I also love the fact that you weren't afraid to step outside of your comfort zone in that quote unquote box to, you know, evolve. Because I tell people just like the world is constantly evolving, technology is advancing we as individuals must be willing to evolve because you're either going to get ahead of the curve, you're going to fall behind the curve, or you're just going to be at a plateau just cruising through life. And when you go through that cruising period in life, that's just the existing period. You're not really living because you're not tapping into your highest, your highest potential. You're just going with the flow. And when you go with the flow, things are passing you by. So I love the fact that you went from one point to another and then you circled back around because, you know, in life, there's always going to be circles. And someone mentioned this the other day, Angela, they said history um, doesn't repeat, it rhymes. And that was mm. the first time I heard it. And I was like, that is so true because some of the styles, think about the fashions that you know, were popular in the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, those are now coming back. Bell bottoms are now boot cuts. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and just different things like that. Or like the hairstyle. Braids were in, then they went away. Now you see more people wearing braids. So I'm like, if you just think about the way that the world is going and some of the things in history, then it will give you a bigger and broader perspective. But now I kind of want to switch gears into SoCal Voices because that mm -hmm. is in alignment with your background, a um, journalist, because you're connecting with other people via intersections. You're hearing their stories and you're building upon it. And I want to know, do you do solo episodes or are they all interview style? Most of them are interview styles. I think I only did uh, one solo episode and it was right after the uh, January 6th insurrection. That was the one time I just had a really quick and I don't even think I went a half hour. I might've just gone 10 minutes and that was it. But um, most of my episodes are, are interviews because it's about conversations and it's about SoCal voices. And uh, there's more than my voice, right? I, I wanna hear from other people. 
Um, I want to amplify the voices of others. That's really uh, the, the basis of what, what I'm trying to get done on SoCal. So, um, you know, I've talked to some people who are very high profile, very well known, and I've talked to others who are not well known at all, but they have a compelling story. They are doing wonderful things in their community and they deserve more attention. And um, uh, they're doing things that I'm interested in and I, that I want to highlight. And so I talked to, um, someone just told me the other day, you talk to everybody. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I try to do that. I want to have a very broad um, expanse, Any, anything from maybe a life or health coach to uh, a musician or entertainer to someone who is uh, crushing it in business or just getting started uh, in business. Um, people who are about social justice and pursuing um, you know, some corrections that are long overdue in our society, uh, politicians. So I, I just talk to, I talk to folks who I think have something uh, to offer and can be of uh, inspiration to others. I like for people to feel like they can go out and take positive action after listening uh, to my show. I want people to do something constructive and positive, feel uplifted and uh, motivated to move forward in a way that is good for themselves and for their community. Wow, that that is really really cool because sometimes people they want a platform, but they not they may not necessarily want to start their own platform, but they do want to be heard along with being seen. So when you think about your platform and the number of people that you've had on it, what's one interview topic and segment that truly left an imprint and drove an impact in your life? Wow, I think there are two. If I could have more than one. Uh, one of them was an interview I did with uh, Thalia Hayden. She is a broadcast journalist in the Palm Springs uh, area of Southern California, and she wrote a book, um, and she really tells her story of overcoming addiction. And I just think that takes a tremendous amount of strength and courage, and uh, I was moved by her transparency about that, her willingness to put it out there because it was a very painful struggle for her and she went through so much. Um, uh, that just really spoke to me in terms of uh, what's possible when people make the decision that they have to change their life and they've got other people in their life that they need to live for and help nurture and bring, bring up, you know, she, she has a child and realize, you know, I, I've, I've got to get my life together. And she did in such a tremendous way. And I just, I, that was just really moving for me. So I really think that was um, an episode that touched me. I think another one that I was really moved by, uh, gosh, there, <laughs> there's so many, I just said two, um, uh, was a professor uh, that I spoke to some time back. Uh, his name is Ed Ray Goins. He is a, a renowned mathematician, African-American man. Um, who has just done tremendous work uh, in, in, in mathematics and is doing uh, wonderful things, bringing up and pulling up African-American students and other students of color to help them realize that they belong in that space. They are smart. They are brilliant. They have something to say. They have something to offer. And he is just doing tremendous work uh, at uh, Pomona College um, uh, and he, he is well-known nationally, um, and it's just a real strong inspiration 
uh, for, for people. Um, and so that was another episode that I thought was really moving and touching for me. I enjoyed talking to him. He's a fun guy, um, uh, really, really smart and has a high emotional IQ um, that I think is too often missing in the world of academics. Um, uh, but he is just tremendous. And so that was, that was another interview that really, really uh, I, uh, moved me, I, I would say. Two of my favorites. Wow, they sound like two incredible people. And as you were sharing a little bit about what they do and how it impacted you, it made me think about the movie Hidden Figures because I do believe oh. that we are all hidden figures within our own reality because yes. sometimes people don't realize that the gems that we bring forth or what we're doing to pave the way, not just for us, but future generations to come. And um, the mathematician really resonated with me because we need to encourage more people of minority to tap into the STEM field, because if not, then the data will continue to be skewed. And the reason why I say that is because I came from the STEM field. Mm -hmm. I spent 12 years in oil and gas and energy and 15 years in corporate America as a whole. And it's disheartening whenever you don't see a lot of people that look like you. And when you do see them, you're wondering, okay, is am I the token person? Is she the token person? Because sometimes these corporations will hire enough to check the box to showcase to their shareholders that we're diverse we're inclusive, we're equitable, or whatever. But then whenever you look at the succession planning and the trajectory, you don't see their careers moving as fast as someone who is non-melanated. Yeah, I mean, that that happens a lot. And fortunately, uh, we are seeing somewhat of a shift. Um, I had a guest on my show once who said, you know, it's amazing that after... Uh, George Floyd was killed, there were some people who just really, apparently for the first time realized that there was racism in America. You know, it's like, whoa, okay, um, better late than never, I suppose. But, you know, some of those people said, okay, and then they very consciously uh, decided to take action to, to correct some issues within their own organizations. Um, but you are right. Uh, it's, it's, it has been very frustrating and, and, and very challenging for people to be in spaces and, and you know, you're, you're the only one. Sometimes you just have to navigate that space. I am heartened by the fact that there is apparently, in, in, it's slow and it's sloggy and it's hard and this country really just seems to have a hard time with this, but that there are more spaces opening up. People are realizing that, hey, you know, we better do this. We better just make the path available because the demographics of this country is changing. We are becoming a, a majority uh, nation of color and um, everybody has a right to pursue what they want to pursue without being uh, blocked. You know, stop the obstacles, stop the artificial boundaries um, and let people uh, thrive because when everyone is allowed to expand and live to their fullness of their gift, they benefit society and it's it's better for all of us. So I'm 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 frustrated with the pace, but I'm glad to see that there uh, are things opening up and you know we might just have a Supreme Court justice pretty soon. It looks just like you and me, so that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. 
And I'm so excited to see progress over perfection because as long as we're making progression, we could always perfect it later on. But if we're not taking the right steps and measures, then we're going to continually be left behind while other places around the world get it and they're actually doing something about it. And the reason Mm -hmm. why I said the latter part is because I am first generation American. So my dad was South American from Curaçao, Mm -hmm. so off the tip of Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And my mom is West Indian. So she's Caribbean descent from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And I've been afforded to, you know, travel to different places around the world. And when you see other people just talk and assimilate with other people and you're like, man, why can't people in America like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the one thing I could say for you and I, Angela, is that us being podcasters, we are pushing the needle forward because we're connecting with people that don't necessarily look like us. And we're driving those difficult, but yet courageous conversations to put it out there in the meta universe and people who are listening will hear different voices that can ignite and inspire them to be the change agent they want to be. And Mm -hmm. As we begin to wind down, Angela, because I want to be respectful of your time, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. My call to action is start, do it. Whatever that passion, that drive, that thing that you think is going to be the thing, go for it. Just do it. That's, That's it. Ooh, she said, just do it, y'all, like the Nike commercial. Get That's your- right. Start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start, start. Oh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. I want to do this. I, I don't know if I can blah, blah, blah. Start. Find your tribe and start. I, 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 I think it's just uh, if you move and take positive action, it will come. Go for yes. it. <laughs> Close mouths don't get fed. You can't accomplish your realities if you never ignite your dreams and if you never start you're not going to make it to the finish line remember everyone starts at the starting line so be willing to be bold and courageous and step outside of your comfort zone because somebody is waiting on you to build that next um business they're waiting on that innovation they're waiting on the ideas that you have so they could you know link up with you so just listen to Angela and start like we are here for you if you need some motivation reach out to us and Angela on that note please give the listeners and viewers your website and where you hang out primarily on social media people can find the website at socalvoices.com and I am on social media at socalvoices on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook also, they can find me on LinkedIn. Just search my name and you'll, and, or just search SoCal Voices and you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from folks. Reach out. I'm, I'm here. Let, let, let's chat. Let's talk. Hey, maybe you'll end up on the podcast. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And my lovely guest today was Angela Ross with SoCal Voices. Make your voice ignite. Allow the power of your voice to transform into something amazing. And remember, you were created for a reason. You are a masterpiece. So never feel less than. Always go into your more than because you are more than enough. So until we chat next time, peace, love, 
and lots of blessings. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms and you can follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis on Mars Camp. For those of you interested in supporting the mission of Gems Podcast, please connect via genesisamarskemp.net. We are accepting monetary donations and we're also looking for more brand sponsors. So get your brand, your products, and your services heard right here on Gems Podcast. We are ranked the top 3% globally per www.listennotes.com. Until next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to Gems Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.